we are. Hi, Joanna. Really nice to see you. Hi, Eileen. Nice to see you as well. <laughs> oh, well, you can stand a bit more. <laughs> we used to meet up probably once a week, at least once a fortnight anyway, didn't we? Yeah, now it feels like forever, doesn't it? Yeah. How long has it been? I actually can't remember when I last saw you. But it I probably is since March, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, wow. face to face, it was probably March. We have had a couple of Zoom sessions, but well, they're a bit of a substitute. They're yeah. not really as good as the real thing. No, or maybe no. you think they are. No, I, I totally don't. <laughs> oh, so um, I'm not going to say too much about you at the moment because some of that will come across when we're doing the mystery voice questions. And you have very kindly agreed to. Okay. I'm not sure how nervous I should be about this mystery voice. Well, I think you should be very nervous. Okay. You never know what he's going to come out with, he or she. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll have a little go at the mystery voice and then maybe have a chat afterwards. Okay, okay then. Yeah, lovely. Lovely. Okay, so mystery voice, here he comes. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. It's the Who are you and what do you do? So I'm Joanna and I work in uh, Tawin, which is a small town in uh, the south of uh, Gwynedd. And I run the local wellbeing group, so that involves running group activities, working with people who um, maybe are in need of some support to be getting involved in activities that are going on locally. And I also run um, what's called a mentoring service, so one-to-one support with people that are in need, um, referrals from, from the GP and from all over the place, really. What do you do to relax? What do I do to relax? Gosh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say probably at the moment my favourite relaxing activities are yoga and meditation and mantra chanting. What are you most grateful for and why? Gratitude is something that uh, I do try and work on a lot. At the moment I would say I'm grateful for my children because they're a constant source of inspiration and also somewhere that I can put my love, which is great. Cake or pasty? Pasty, but this is a tricky one because at the beginning of lockdown I decided to turn vegetarian again and then took that even more extreme to becoming vegan, so how pasty would translate? I don't know. Have you ever had a nickname? If not, what nickname would you give yourself and why? Um, my nickname actually is, my brother has a nickname for me and he calls me Little Girl and he still calls me Little Girl and I call him Jamie Kid. so it's uh, sort of a reciprocal thing. Um, I can't remember where it came from but it's certainly during our adult lives that it developed so it wasn't something that he called when we were children. What is your favourite piece of music? I don't know, maybe at the moment I would say something 
mantra and meditation um, and so listening to those sort of kirtan chanting celebrations the buddhist monks and those kinds of things but i can't specifically name a tune <laughs> what is your favorite mood boosting food potatoes <laughs> my favorite food altogether um yes of any kind so crisps probably or chips would be my mood boosting one but potatoes would be would be my go-to happy food what do you do when it's raining when it's raining oh, well the classic thing to do is uh, have a cup of tea in your hand and a hand on one hip and stare out the window <laughs> and say thank goodness i brought the washing in <laughs> Relax inside in the warm, I think. Shut the curtains and feel cosy. When you feel down, what do you do to cheer yourself up? Um, usually that would involve a walk with the dog and probably down to the beach. I'm very lucky to live only 500 metres from the beach, probably. Um, so yeah, that's my, uh, my happy place at any point. Just go and look at the sea have a good stomp. sheltering from the rain and that we might have had the excuse to stand with a cup of tea with our hands on our hips <laughs> <laughs> but actually it's dry but very windy so we are sheltering and strangely enough you might not realize this but when the Towin project first started it actually started from this point oh wow mm, we set up and it was around about this time of year we set up the first session was a walking session from here and it was absolutely pouring with rain. Oh goodness. <laughs> but about three or four very hardy souls turned up and we did a stomp along the prom. So I think I'm with you, that kind of thing of, you know, no matter what the weather, being by the sea can really help to lift the mood and absolutely. I think the sound of the sea, I think the infinite horizon as well, that really helps watching and listening to the waves but that's nice because whenever we do a, a group walk on the prom we always gather at this point right for that walk as well yes. so it's kind of nice that, <laughs> that this is where it all started absolutely and i think we had a couple of glasses of tea with us and sat and had a quick cuppa to warm up after getting totally soaked through to the skin <laughs> um, so yeah that balance of tea fresh air yeah yeah it's good um, I know another thing about you is very much that you're involved in Greener Towing. In fact, would you mind telling us a little bit about that? Because I think green issues are something that, that are very much on people's minds and can help yeah. well-being. Yes, um, well, 
and it's a it's a local group that started um, gosh it'll be three years ago now almost exactly probably right. to the day yeah um, just a group of friends and I got together um, to discuss our feeling of um, helplessness really to do with the climate crisis mm -hmm. and all of those sorts of things that were going on um, it was just before the huge explosion of David Attenborough and the and the knowledge about the plastic pollution and all those kinds of things. So right. we kind of rode on that wave, really, created oh. a Facebook group, and um, really just the idea was to give each other a little bit of support okay. to feel like we were actually doing something right. rather than feeling so helpless. Yeah. Um, and it went from strength to strength and has turned out to be a really successful community group in the way that it has given people something to engage with. Um, we've set up a number of community gardens locally right. um, and different people take care of those, different people come and go in the groups that we have. We try and meet regularly as possible yeah. to do little bits and bobs of weeding. Um, in normal times we, we have events as well and um, We've got quite an affinity with the local cinema and they show environmental films and we'll maybe have a, a drink and a chat afterwards, question and answer, those kinds of things. Right. Um, we had a bit of a summer fate type thing last year, so yeah. all the usual things you'd expect from a community group um, and I think that community aspect of it has, has yeah. surprised us yeah. when we began as, as really more of a green issues right. group. Right, so that um, idea that people can get involved and feel that they're part of a very welcoming group of um, people who are doing good, good projects around the community. Yeah, I think it's helped a lot of people to feel to feel that they are doing something. Mm. It's that sort of a lot of people sit there on the internet and talk about what we should be doing, yes. and it's that physical doing something yes. I think has really helped a lot of people to feel. But they're tackling the issue, Excellent. even if it is just on a small local level. Yeah. I think those, you know, big changes come from from those small movements, don't they? So Absolutely. <laughs> so, in terms of lockdown and social distancing and so on, have have you still been able to do some of the projects with the Green of Darwin? Have you? Um, we've kept going with um, a few of the gardening projects. They haven't been obviously as large as we'd have liked them to be. We haven't been able to have any of the larger community gatherings that we were planning on having. Um, but practicality-wise, mm -hmm. the work has still been there to be done. And yes. so we've sort of managed to keep it to groups of two or three. Um, and we've made the rule that you always bring your own gloves, you bring your own tools, you bring your own hot drink. Right. Um, we don't currently have access to any toilets, unfortunately, uh -huh. because the building that we use is, is closed. Yeah. So it's it's being mindful of all those sort of practical changes. Yes. But yes, it's worked quite well when it came to planting. We did it, we staggered it, so right. people had a different time slot to come along and drop the plants off, and yeah. then different people came and did the planting. And ah. So it's been a, a more of a logistical exercise than it would normally be. But right. It's worked quite well, I think. Yeah, that sounds really good. So it's something that people could still get involved in, do you think? Is there a way that... I'm not <laughs> suggesting that boards and boards of people make contact with you and it very much is a local community event or organisation, um, but yes. they can find out 
private group for people that are really engaged in the gardening project. Right. So if, if she went on to the onto the Facebook page and sent us a message that way or onto greenertowin.co.uk yes. um, you can send us a message there through the website as well and somebody will get in touch um, so if you are local yeah. and you wanted to join in with the gardening group it's we, we try and regularly meet on a Saturday morning if right. the weather allows um, and then sometimes one day during the week as well, depending on what we've got going on. That sounds great. Do you see some kind of crossover between the Greener Tower project and the Community Wellbeing project? I'm not saying that you know that people are involved in both necessarily, but can you see that there are aspects of your involvement in each? I suppose I'm thinking about the fact that um, one of your roles in the Community Wellbeing project is to get people involved in, in activity, so there presumably is some correlation between the people involved in Greener Town having some well-being aspect to that. Yes, definitely, absolutely, it's, um, it is, I mean, it's, you know, the, the pure and simple fact of just being outside and having your hands in the soil, it's, it's, it's been proven that, that scientifically that is good for your mental well-being. Um, and there is actually a physical crossover. There's quite a few of the people that have got involved in, in volunteering for Greener Towing yes. also happen to be members of the wellbeing group um, as well. It's, you know, it, is, it is two separate entities, yes. but they do cross over. Oh, right. um, a, a lot of the group showed an interest in helping out with um, the maintenance and upkeep of the war memorial, for example. Right. Um, and so we treated that as a crossover exercise um, and, and liaise with the with the town council as well to do that. So I think many of these many of these groups do sort of cross over with each other and I think that's that's what's really nice locally in, in yes. Darwin is that that does happen between groups. It's, yeah, it's that, nice. That certainly does seem to come over that there is quite a strong community spirit and, and that crossover as you say. And you have mentioned how Greener Town have adapted to suit current times. Um, in terms of your community wellbeing project work, how has that changed and how have you had to adapt to that? Well, that has been, that's been a huge change. Um, of course, I haven't been able to do any of the face-to-face -face meetings that I do and also the group activities have had to come to a halt. So, um, as an organisation, Collectively, there have been initiatives like Zoom meetings um, for for a few of the activities that were happening before, like the arts and crafts, for yes. example, and Active Woods also were doing some online um, activities as well. So that I think has has been a partly sufficient replacement for some group members, but it, it has been difficult for others. There are many people that don't necessarily engage online. Yes. Um, my work has changed in the fact that now it is purely telephone, email, um, app-based contact, using WhatsApp quite a lot. I haven't done an awful lot of video calling with with, um, with group members. It's I would say, generally speaking, the group members that I have are are quite reluctant to yes. engage electronically, which has right. made it quite a challenge. Right. Yeah. I think looking forward to the day when um, perhaps they can be back in the real face-to-face -face yes. groups, aren't they? 
be that it will be outside activities mm. and the advice throughout has been that outside is the safest place to, to be meeting people and interacting but it's still possible to have a conversation as we are outside at the moment keeping that required distance yes. um, I think really those are the only two things that I that I can say is that, is that you know if you're feeling happy enough to to be in an outside environment with other people there's no reason why it shouldn't be okay yeah you know we won't be handshaking we won't be hugging like maybe yeah. some of us do yeah. um but that's another small adjustment that we need to make indeed absolutely and i know that you know even previously when we had group sessions people might have come in with a range of anxieties from you know other previous experiences or may have been quite wary of joining a newly a new group that they were coming into and I know that you were brilliant at giving them the encouragement and the confidence to face those what to them were quite challenging situations so you know I think that's something to stress that a you wouldn't be doing anything that would not have the highest regard for being safe but also that you're a very reassuring and approachable person. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, I always, if people are feeling anxious, I always would say that I would meet them five minutes beforehand and we could have a small chat yeah. before the group arrives and those sorts of things if people are suffering from social anxiety in that respect. You know, that's the way I've always dealt with it is that they've already spoken to me on the phone so they sort of have that connection already so it's to reassure them that I will be there yeah. um, and also there's, there's the sort of backup which I always reiterate to people is that at any point you're very welcome to just clear off if, if you are uncomfortable you know there's absolutely no questions asked and no reasons why yeah. um, you know just a quick nod to say I need to get off now mm. and you know absolutely yeah yeah, no pressure, it's, no. it's for their benefit yeah, at absolutely. the end of the day, isn't it? It's got to feel right for the individual. Great, well that's been really interesting. I'm aware that your dog is sitting very quietly. Listeners won't realise that <laughs> it's Henry, isn't it? Yeah. Is Henry? Yeah. It's Henry, yeah. Henry is sitting very quietly, he's been really patient. Um, the last time I did an outside kind of recording, I did have cake, but I've only got banana and chocolate with me today. Oh, like or no potatoes. <laughs> no potatoes. <laughs> Not even a bag of crisps. <laughs> Sorry, Joanna, I should have asked you those mystery... The mystery boys should have asked you those questions. Before then, I would have known that crisps would have been your treat of choice. Yeah, maybe I uh, should have thought about bringing a flask or something warm as well. I didn't even cross my mind. It did actually cross my mind, and then I just ran out of time and had to dash over here. Um, so unfortunately, I haven't even got a flask of tea, so oh well, a it's tea a little bit chilly. <laughs> a nice stomp on the prom, back home for you, and back home for me. Um, so, Joanna, if there's one piece of information or advice that you would like people to take away from this episode what would that be it would be that getting outside is a really good thing to be doing for your mental well-being um, and I would say especially on days when you really don't feel like going outside certainly for me they're the days that I force myself to and it really works brilliant that's great advice and on that note we're both going to 
get out from under the shelter, <laughs> out into the bracing weather. And thanks very much to Joanna for joining me today. Thanks, thanks Eileen. Bye. Bye. Just got to find the off button now. <laughs> Please topical tips. Hello, it's Holly. I wanted to talk really quickly about Christmas. Um Christmas can be a really difficult time for lots of different people. Um it can often feel like you're more isolated, it can amplify those financial pressures. Um, and it can make people feel like everybody else is having fun and and we're the ones that are left out. Um, I think one of the ways to to cope with that and to, to think about that a bit differently is to think that everybody has their own anxieties about Christmas, especially this year when there are lots of new rules to get our heads around. Um and I think if we all try and reach out to each other and talk to people that are, you know, your family or friends or the people that support you and, and share your own anxieties and worries with people, you'll often find that everybody else has got their own worries and their own anxieties. Um, so, yeah, talk to each other. It's a really, really stressful time and it often brings up all those horrible feelings that we have day to day anyway so if you share those with other people hopefully that will ease it a little bit better yeah have a nice christmas everybody please topical tips okay so um it's time for you know what it's ukulele time and uh, so, as ever with, with the way we do this, we're going to do a little bit of a tune-up to start with. Here we go. Beautifully in tune, beautiful. So now, let's, let's see if you can spot this. I think it's going to be a little bit of a Christmas tune. So here we go.